All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing. Good afternoon and welcome to the At Close of Business podcast. I'm Isabel Vieira with your Monday afternoon headlines. Diggers and Dealers 2023 kicks off in Australia's unofficial capital of mining with a solid turnout and all eyes on the state's burgeoning critical mineral sector. Attendance for this year's Kalgoorlie-hosted forum is believed to be in the order of 2,600 delegates, only a fraction lower than last year. Chairman Jim Walker kept things local by thanking Kalgoorlie's departing Mayor John Bowler and making note of the better weather that's set to befall this year's forum. Diggers and Dealers was last year cut short by a burst of particularly bad weather on the final day of the conference. In addition, Mr Walker paid tribute to mining veterans Ian Burston and Peter Bradford, who both passed away this year. Keynote speaker economist Dr Linda Yu spoke to what she coined to be a green industrial revolution, citing data out of the US that predicted demand for critical minerals would surge by as much as 600% in the next decade or so. On the political front, this year's forum comes against a backdrop of the state government's reported decision to backflip on the rollout of its contentious cultural heritage laws amid general concern in WA's business community regarding its implementation. The backpedal has been criticised by PKK Aboriginal Corporation, with its chairman on the weekend saying the group feels portrayed and uncertain on how to proceed. The state government is yet to confirm whether the reported backflip on the laws will proceed. In the broader market, new research from Deloitte showed that the market capitalisation of WA-listed companies lifted 21% to $363 billion for FY23, with Liontown Resources, Pilbara Minerals and DeGray Mining enjoying the biggest growth in value during the period. This year's diggers lineup includes a cohort of budding battery metals miners headlined by lithium poster child Pilbara Minerals. Also coming out of the Diggers and Dealers Forum this afternoon, Pilbara Minerals boss and conference headline act Dale Henderson recounted a bountiful year to the busy forum but opted for a more diplomatic approach when quizzed about lingering uncertainty surrounding the state's heritage laws. The chief executive took over the reins of the Hard Rock Lithium hopeful from its founder Ken Brinston in 2022 just as the long-struggling company began to hit its stride. Setting the tone for a Diggers and Dealers Forum with battery metals miners in vogue, Mr Henderson got top billing on the first day of the conference, telling the audience 2023 was the company's biggest year ever. After weathering a lithium winter of 2019, a period Mr Henderson said on Monday nearly broke the company at the time, Pilbara turned its profit just three years later as demand for the commodity took off. Mr Henderson said Pilbara planned to capitalise on the industry lead it has established. Fronting a cram media room following his address, Mr Henderson also fielded questions regarding WA's in-limbo cultural heritage laws, which are reportedly set to be scrapped. The state government is yet to confirm whether this is the case since reports first emerged about the development on Friday. Mr Henderson declined to take a position on the matter, but said the company had provided feedback through the Chamber of Minerals and Energy. To read the full stories and to keep up with the latest at Diggers and Dealers, visit businessnews.com.au. And lastly, St John of God Healthcare will cut 200 positions and make 160 workers redundant after grappling with high operating costs following a review triggered by its chief executive. 
In a statement this morning, Group Chief Executive Brian Pine said about 200 positions impacting around 160 staff will be axed as a part of a cost-saving measure identified in the review. Some of the reductions are expected to be achieved through removing vacant roles, reducing caregiver hours and merging or removing roles, according to the healthcare provider. Fewer than 10 patient-facing caregiver roles, such as nurses, would be impacted under the changes. The not-for-profit said redundancies or voluntary reductions in hours may be offered and vacant positions have been placed on recruitment freeze. The changes are expected to impact about 1% of St John of God Healthcare's workforce of about 16,000 people. In today's statement, Mr Pine said the changes would not impact the delivery of their services, patient care, safety or quality. That's all from me. Up next on the podcast, Jack McGinn and Claire Tyrrell discuss Perth office values. Stay on top of the latest news stories that are impacting your business, industry or sector. The New Look Business News app gives subscribers breaking news alerts, access to editions, articles by category, as well as our advanced data and insight search function to find projects, people and companies. It's your mobile portal to the latest intelligence on commerce, politics and industry, wherever you are. Stay informed at critical times and download today. Visit businessnews.com.au forward slash app, download on the App Store or get it on Google Play now. Welcome back to At Close of Business. I'm Jack McGinn. I'm back on deck today and I'm joined by Claire Tyrrell. Claire, how are you? Good, thanks, Jack. That's good. Hey, Claire, for the July 24 edition of Business News, you've penned a piece on CBD office values. What's happening in the space and what prompted that piece? Yeah, so I cover the office market pretty closely, you know, covering commercial property, especially on in the CBD, on the terrace. And after writing a piece last year or a few pieces last year about some big uh, office buildings coming to the market, uh, I noticed that not many of them have transacted. So we're looking at sites like St. Martin's Centre, which is actually across from Business News. It is too. Yeah, and Durack... Uh, House, I believe it's called, which is down on in Adelaide Terrace. Yep. Uh, you know the Channel Nine building up the top of the terrace as well. Uh, all of these have been on the market, and uh, as I revealed in my story, Alluvian as well. Recently, uh, the deal for that fell through, and you know, wondering what's happening. Uh, the last major transaction in the CBD was 108 St George's Terrace, formerly known as the Bond Tower, which uh, you know our readers. We will fondly recall, uh, <laughs> maybe or maybe not so fondly, uh, that sold for three hundred and eighty million to Realside and Lendlease, and that deal settled in around December. But apparently, it had been in the works since about August. So the due diligence period on these assets is really long, and you know you can understand why it's it's a lot to get through. Seeing an office building, you've actually got to physically go through and see whether you really want to commit to to the purchase because that's the period where you can you can pull out of the transaction uh i i digress so uh yeah basically that that fact uh, made me kind of want to wanted to ask why as we do yep and yeah basically it's yeah there's a bit of a mismatch between what sellers expect and what buyers expect as well that's interesting. So you've reported a little bit on this uh, closing of the gap between the sellers and the buyers' expectations in the office market. Uh, what's what's causing that? What's that trend all about? 
Yeah, so a big reason that a lot of these buildings aren't transacting is because of the sheer speed of the interest rate rises, <laughs> uh, which aren't really keeping pace or haven't been keeping pace with valuations. So when I spoke to JLL, they said valuations were done, almost office valuations were done kind of in the middle to late last year. Uh, and there's been several interest rate rises in that time, as, as we all know as, uh, you know, mere mortals as well. <laughs> it's, it's impacting plenty of people, isn't it? Yeah, and, uh, you know, therefore the cost of debt has increased significantly and that's not something that's been factored into these previous valuations. Uh, however, a lot of institutionals now are releasing their valuations and many of them are wiping off millions, if not billions, off their office portfolio, uh, which people did expect. Uh, it's not as severe as we anticipated, and that's what Centurias told me, mm. and what you are seeing in the market. It's not as intense, but there's definitely value being wiped off. So how is industry sort of interpreting the latest data that it's receiving? Yeah, so I spoke to Ronak Bimanjani of JLL. He's a, an economist there. He's got a fantastic kind of national perspective. And uh, yeah, he, he taught me through some historical data. So while it may not feel like it here at times, uh, we are in an economic downturn. And uh, these periods generally equate with lower values. And we, once again, I'll mention that the yield equations, so there's an inverse relationship between yields and values when we're talking about property. Uh, basically, yield is income over value. And the higher the yield, the lower the value. And when, you know, there's a, there's a nice little graph in, in the article which shows yields have tracked upwards since 2021 and uh, they're about they're a bit above 7% now. And Ronak said that this movement kind of mimics the GFC in which uh, yields tracked upwards for about two years. So in his opinion, we've got about uh, probably maybe another six months of this or maybe even less. Uh, he thinks that yields are going to start to flatline into 2024. And we're already seeing this with interest rates because while they're not directly proportional in some, you know, some would argue that they should be, uh, yields and interest rates are, are very closely aligned. Mm. Yeah, it's really well illustrated on this uh, piece that you've got here and uh, that's something that our readers can find in, in the July 24 edition of Business News and online as of today. Claire, thanks so much for joining me today and talking me through it. Thanks, Jack. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.